Cutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. Yo, 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 what's going on? This is Tutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. We got Troy, Noah, and EE, E-Bubbles, hey. E-Money in the studio. Uh, Goat Coffee Bar Studio, by the way. And uh, yeah, we also got a, a, a very, very important, very special, um, in multiple ways, uh, <laughs> guest today, Michelangelo Lanning. Michelangelo, how you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. You you've been a long time Tutter Nation listener. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so we're just, you know, we appreciate you reaching out. Appreciate we appreciate you uh, wanting to come on the show, and we uh, we like what you do. We like tell us a little bit about yourself and and why you uh, love football. Uh, well, I'm a huge Seahawks fan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I didn't. It's it. No, that's that's the number one most important thing. Good to have Noah on my side. Yeah, this is, uh, um, this is my favorite cousin right here. <laughs> um, no, we, we don't we don't know him. Yeah, yeah. He's not our cousin. Uh huh. He's a yeah. fan. Yeah, listen. It's, yeah, fan. I uh, I paid a lot of money to get on here. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, Sheesh. <laughs> no, just uh, love football, love Seahawks, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So your love for football stems through the Seahawks. Stems through the Seahawks, but I can be very critical of my Seahawks. Okay. So. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. They, they deserve to be told. You like that? <laughs> they deserve to be told when they're trash and they yes. deserve to be praised when they're good. Yes. I'd kind of compare you guys. You and Ethan are kind of similar fans, like in terms of how hard you are on your own teams. You're the type that'll, that'll uh, shout, you know, at how upset you are with your own team, you know, during a game. And <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't shy away from the problems. Yeah. You know, especially when they're blatant. I, now I don't know what I'm going to complain about though because That's true. we shipped off the That's worst true. player in the league. <laughs> well, come on, man. He's really not like I feel Is like he, though? I feel like Goff got the Nickelback treatment. You know what I mean? Like okay. Goff and Nickelback sure. are like the same thing. Like Nickelback ain't that bad of a band. They actually have some bangers. Um Look at this photograph. Exactly. Exactly. They literally rewrote that hey, song for a commercial. Hey, I want to be a rock star. No, no, Photograph literally is one of the worst songs of all time. <clears throat> okay, if you if someone says that they don't like a single Nickelback They're song. Lying. I didn't say I didn't like Nick. I'm just saying <laughs> Photograph specifically, hands down, one of the worst songs of all time. Wait, what's so bad about it? I love what Photograph. What about, oh, here's a good one. <laughs> And they say that a hero I love that song. can save us. That's from Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah, I love McGuire. that song. There's ghosts. Hello. Got some ghosts in the goat coffee. Hello. Bar recording studios. It's golf coming back to haunt Yo, Ethan. I could beat up golf. But you guys, you guys know what I mean. Like, like he get a bad rap. He does some weird stuff. He's not that good, but like he's not that bad. He's better than Mitchell Trubisky. Way better. Is he though? I would argue he's yes. around the same level. Out, okay, your argument is based on two. Like Mitchell Trubisky has a trash coach who doesn't know how to run an offense. Sean McVay at least kind of does. True. And he has like receivers to throw to and a running back and some type of resemblance well, I mean, of a game plan. I think Trubisky's okay. ceiling is so, higher. So Trubisky my question, has a top 10 I, wide receiver. I agree with what Noah said. I think Trubisky has a higher ceiling. Trubisky got drafted number two because he drove like a Honda Accord. I'm curious. <laughs> like that's the reason they drafted him. Like he's a working class man now, driving that working class. From North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope Goff proves me wrong. I hope he goes to the Lions and does something okay. 
I think you he can't, will. You can't expect a lot with the, the Lions, obviously. Goff to the Lions is good for Goff because, one, he doesn't really have expectations anymore. Yeah. That's good for him because I think he will play better than like the way we talk about him. And I think like they're going to run the crap out of all, especially when they're eating people's knees. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> on the way up and on the way down, on the way up and down, chopping the knees. And so that's a I'm a run the ball till I die type of game. Yeah. Who's the best play action quarterback in the league? Jared Goff. You're going to tell me there's not going to be some deep bomb. They got they got Galladay. They got um, but he's a free agent. Marvin so. Jones. But th- he could. He could come back. He could. Marvin Jones. Um, I thought Marvin Jones texted Stafford and said he wanted to come to the Rams. <laughs> uh, let's get him on the phone right now. I'll convince him. Oh, man. That will be sick. It's actually the first time I'm realizing Dan Campbell and Jared Goff are going to be having conversations regularly. Yeah. I don't know what, what that's, that's going to look like. Yeah, those two guys might be the most diverse, like, room. Just them two. Like, that's – you walk in, you're walking into, like, the Twilight Zone when you're walking into that room. Is it going to go, like – Campbell's going to be like, Jared, I want you biting some knees. And Goff's going to go, I'm actually a vegan. <laughs> Just mouth north? breathing. The sun rises up. <laughs> oh, uh, north? North. So, sorry, south. Freaking oh, poor Jared. How did he get into Berkeley? Because he said, look at this photograph. <laughs> Because Berkeley doesn't care about anything other than uh, being liberal. Hold up. Oh, boy. What is... All right, so at the Goat Coffee Bar Studios, there is a, uh, you know, a church (laughs) that meets (laughs) A live concert venue. So, um, yeah, the guy out there that runs the sound booth is literally blasting music in there. There's 30,000 fans right there. Yeah, you guys probably... Listening to the live recording. So we're going to call him right now and see if we can get him on and tell him to knock it off. What were we even talking about before we started talking about photograph? Jared Goff. Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Just list animals. Uh, I'm going to call him right now. Did I blast the music and you guys are doing a podcast? <laughs> hey, welcome to Tutter Nation. You were on my guys. You were on the I'm air. Sorry, my guys. <laughs> hey, you're on the episode right now with us. Um, I just want to take a moment to apologize to all the Tutter Nation fans <laughs> for ruining this podcast, but you know. There's a chance they didn't even pick, the mics didn't even pick it up, but we heard it, so we're like, let's call them, let's get them on the pod right now, we we, we can do that now. Yeah, we'll listen back, and if they can't hear anything, we're, we're just going to pretend this never happened, we're just going to cut the whole thing. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> no, you're good, dude, you're actually doing some hard work, we're just uh, we're just goofing around, so. Uh, no, 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 you're, I, um, I was showing Mark. Uh, which song it was. I'm like, yeah, man, so I'll just show you the vocal track. Oh, yeah, not, not important. So, my <laughs> my bad. <laughs> All right, well, we love you, bro. Thanks for picking up. Yeah. All right, later. Go Buck. Later. <laughs> bandwagon. Yeah. The dude's Look how far bandwagon. You don't understand how many people I've seen come through my work with Tampa Bay gear on. Well, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That's what ticks me off the most. I don't want to hear it. You're telling me there were Seahawks fans? Not in Seattle before they started being good. Yeah. Because they ain't. No, I completely agree with that. Dude, yeah. Everywhere. Go to Disneyland. Packed. Yeah. Wall to wall. All Seahawks fans. It's stupid. It was the one the one mm-hmm. good thing about losing the Super Bowl was that it got rid of all those bandwagoners yeah, that freaking Oh, I couldn't stand it. Everyone was everyone then you get lumped into that. 
You get yeah. lumped into being a bandwagon. Now that's same with me. Like I'm a Rams fan. Oh yeah, that makes sense. They're in LA. No, I've literally been a Rams fan my entire life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sure. being a Rams fan because they're in LA doesn't mean you are a bandwagoner, though. No, yeah, and that 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 is a good point because we live here. It's a proxim. I'm, yeah, a, when they I'm first a proximal came, fan. They were bad, so true. Yeah, true. Thanks, fish. But like, I've liked them when they were bad all yeah, along, yeah. like two and fourteen bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to watch. Yeah, I used to go it to was, the. It was fun for me and Noah when I was sure. in. Um, Charleston, I used to go every Sunday to Buffalo Wild Wings, the same one. Rams jersey, just watch them lose every single game. And like every game, I was so stoked. I was like, dude, we're going to win. Like, oh, it's just, it was it was hard. Yeah, we'll get ready to see a lot of Buccaneers jerseys, all you listeners out there. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I probably won't buy a jersey because I'm a little short on funds right now. That brings up a great point. Send us money. Uh, give us your money. Give us your money. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get another stimulus check. Give us at least half. Yes, <laughs> you you're not even like you don't deserve that check. I don't care. Like you you're might have lost your business. Sure, we will Dude, gladly spend. We it lost for our you. business too. Our business was Tutter Nation. We never been paid. Can you imagine that? At least you got paid for yours. <laughs> we started a business and lost it at the exact same time. Yeah. So please send us your stimulus check. We need it. Uh, anyways, but I I was gonna say, I'm. There's a good chance I might have already like been looking at T-shirts that I want to buy. Oh yeah, Buck playoff Lenny. That playoff Lenny, Lenny shirt. Playoff Lenny. So oh, man, I got. I, I'm tempted too. I like. Don't that call shirt. me a bandwagoner if you see me in a playoff Lenny because I ain't a Bucks fan. All right, I love playoff Lenny. And, yeah. And don't get me wrong, Leonard Fournette sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's kind of like, like he's kind of like C.J. Anderson for the Rams a couple yeah. years ago. Playoff Lenny though. Mm. give me some of that yeah i want that i think that you know speaking well not me well actually Fournette had a really good super bowl game he did playoff lenny but do you expect anything different from playoff lenny super bowl lenny not playoff lenny super bowl he did correct it on the twitter yeah but super bowl lenny he did so recap of the super bowl bucks won and that's pretty much all we want to say because the rest of it was pretty boring <laughs> I'll, I'll say this i did not think the game was going to go that way no and, way but i should have because we brought it up before like when talking the last couple days before talking about it like not having a left tackle and not having a right tackle that is like a legit like they went from a hall of like that that their left tackle is probably going to go to the hall of fame they went from a hall of fame left tackle to a backup and he was getting eat like lunch. Both of them. Do you know who that backup was? Did he even touch? Uh, I think his name is Mike Remmer. He's the same uh, tackle who played for the Panthers when the Panthers got destroyed by the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. So they, that that's not good. Yeah, they no. didn't even t- like. There was like multiple plays where they snapped the ball, and both tackles didn't touch the edge rusher. Edge, edge rusher, and then Mahomes is sprinting around, diving throwing a absolute dime into yeah. a guy's face mask and he can't catch it because he didn't expect the ball well, to Well, he's got Shaq Barrett chewing on his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, he, Mahomes actually, I wouldn't say an amazing game. I would say he played very well. He played like how we expected him to. He's really, yeah. really, really well. Like he played like the things that he was doing out there, running for his life and making these like that. I mean, that one throw, that throw everyone's talking about that is like so amazing. Um, where he levitates and like throws the ball like an inch from the ground and hits the guy in the face mask. 
That might be the best throw of all time. I've never best seen a incompletion throw. of all time. Best yeah. throw of all time. Yo, it just happens to be an incompletion. His, his seven twenty. Oh yeah, that was beautiful. Throw to the oh, corner yeah. of the end zone. No, and, but that was the play before. What? Like people yeah, are understanding back like, that happened right what? back to back. That's silly. That's um, silly. He ran for like five hundred and ninety-seven yards. Behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, I saw and, and yeah, I, I heard I heard a perspective thing where it's like he had he ran more like I mean just you know, kinda of behind the line of scrimmage too, but he ran more than the leading rusher for the Bengals ran all season. <laughs> that's pathetic. <laughs> I mean that's that's in that one game. In that one game. That's insane. Yeah. Because I was gonna say that kind of makes sense just because No wonder he needs surgery in his turf toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that makes sense just because like running backs run north and south. And he was running like north, south, east, west. Yeah, you know what I mean. So every direction the sun rises. Yeah, yes. the upside down. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, we should have saw it coming. Like we, the reason we didn't see it coming is because the Chiefs are that good. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're like, yeah, dude, but oh my gosh, Hill and Kelsey and yeah, the two tackle thing was a lot bigger than I think I they thought blitzed, about. I think they, it says they blitz nine times all game. Which means they sent four every other play, and it looked like they or blitzed every play. The house, yeah. Which isn't that that allowed them to double Hill and double Kelsey, yeah, all game long. Well, not only do they have just like amazing pass rushers, but then that along with the two tackles being out. I mean, you have Vita Vea and Dominican Sue. And Vita Vea was supposed to be out the whole season. I know. And then Clutch. JPP and Shaquille Barrett. JPP doesn't even have a full finger. The three <laughs> finger wonder, baby. Yeah. Exactly. And then, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but I'm going to bring it up. You guys hear about the whole Tyron Matthew, Tom Brady scenario? Yeah. I used to really like the Honey Badger. Not not right now. No. Dude, yeah. that is so... You guys, you guys no, know I, what I'm talking I, about? All I know is they had beef on the field. So they had yeah, beef I on saw the field, that. Right? And I was like, They okay. beefed on the field. And oh, after said, the game... He said Tom said some like things he, he won't he repeat said, or something like He that. basically said Tom Brady called him the N-word. I don't believe that. Okay. In today's society, one, just I'm going to put it out there. The N-word's a horrible word. Never say it. Yeah. Two, uh, telling someone that they've, like, saying that someone said that can ruin someone's life mm-hmm. right now, like, in the yeah. in the media. Like, I know Tom Brady is is has reached more than any football player ever and, and most people ever, but if he started being looked at, which people immediately did, started calling him out for being a racist after Tyron Matthew said that, uh, that hurts his like legacy because now all of a sudden he's not the goat. He's the racist who did a lot of good things on the field, right? So he like attacked his, him as a person, which if it's true, sure. But here's the thing. The NFL mic'd up Tom Brady and they some they put it out there. They, they didn't release the mic up, but they released, I mean, now they have, but at first they just said, Hey, we'll get to the bottom of it because we actually mic'd up Tom Brady. So we'll have this. And then what happens? Tyron Matthew deletes his tweet. Interesting. He deletes his tweet. So it's like, dude, you literally were capitalizing on a very divisive country. You're capitalizing on a very divisive of uh, uh, justice right now. And you tried to throw your little, little little thing out there. And then once they said we have evidence, if it can happen or not, they didn't even put out the evidence yet. And you delete your tweet. That means you know 
that you were just trying to make sore something loser, out of man. Yeah. Sore loser, man. Sore loser. Not even just sore loser. Like if, if he was talking about something about the game that wasn't true, like one thing, but he, he yeah. literally is trying to trash someone's life. Yeah, that's pretty evil. That's evil. Yeah, that's that goes beyond sore loser. That goes to, now I'm not going to root for you. And I, I really did. I liked I, I liked thought, him, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was a great player. Yeah. I liked rooting for him. Yeah, I actually wrote a, like part of a rap that involved him. But, you did. Oh, yeah. can we hear? I don't have it, but it was good. <laughs> right now. Dude. It was like It was a banger. Essentially yeah. it was like, you know, you catch more flies with like, you know, with honey than, you know, with honey than you do with vinegar, but you know how many interceptions does Honey Badger catch? Essentially stuff like that. Okay. It was it was good, but now forget it. Yeah. I forgot I even said it. Now no. you just catch more poop. <laughs> more poop. poop on your face. <laughs> no, he's beef Monkeys boy now. Start beef fl- boy. Beef boy. Yeah, so that I, I just want to get out there and just say, you know, we're not a political podcast. We don't get into politics. But but when something like that happens, like don't trash a man. Especially if it's not true. If it's true, then put your truth out there, right? The truth can never the truth's gonna come out. It's the same yeah. thing with uh with Mason Rudolph and and uh Old boy that tried to kill him. The great clubbing. <laughs> yeah, the clubbing. The great <laughs> clubgate. Uh, <laughs> he said the same thing. He said he called him the, the N-word. And it's like, okay, if that's true, like, yeah, sure. But, like, I mean, that hasn't been ever proven for or against. Um, and this Tom Brady one is easily proven against, especially since he deletes his tweet. So I don't know how you, uh, how you show your face anymore after that. Like, how does a honey badger walk around his, t- his team? I'm, I'm sure people on his team are like, the heck, dude? Well, and it, it also it also devalues people who have actually, you know, been a victim of that. Exactly. And that. Now they feel, you know, now that this has come out, it's like, well, you know, but people not even people might not even believe me if I share my experience. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the whole juicy smoulier thing, man. There's real hate crimes going around. We don't need to make them up. True. I miss when the biggest uh, lying scandal was uh, Manta Teo. <laughs> oh that was wild i watched like i don't know if it was a 30 for 30 but i watched like this espn like documentary on that dude that was one of the most wild things i can ever remember yeah no it it was one of those things where like uh it it almost seemed i mean what happened didn't like it was unbelievable because it didn't he happen. made him up but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it was unbelievable that it that it got that far but at the same time I could kind of see how that could happen. Yeah. Like he got catfished hard. It's not like he made this girl up out of Poor nowhere. Guy. He got catfished. He got really embarrassed. And it's, and like his catfish was so, because who he was, was so like, I mean, he didn't he win the Heisman? No, no, he didn't win. No, he was a finalist. But he was a finalist. So yeah. he a high, it was a high profile catfishing. Yeah. because And like he put it out there like he was going to marry a girl. And then like he got catfished and then he's like, oh my gosh. What do I do? In his mind, he's like, you know what? I'm going to kill her. <laughs> I'm going to kill this fake girl. She's going to, and that's my way out. And, but then he did, what he didn't realize is how important people thought he was and how much like flowers they were sending him and how, like, he didn't, I don't think he grasped, like, if I got catfished back in the day and was like, I'm just going to tell everyone she died, like, some people might be like, bro, I'm sorry, but like, your mom would have bought you a cheeseburger. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah. Like half the country wouldn't do an ESPN special on me and like start digging into like this girl and then everyone's like, dude. <laughs> she doesn't exist. This some girl finally like I think how it all dropped stole was that picture. That girl that it was his pictures, which it wasn't even Tail that stole the pictures. It was the catfish er. And the catfisher end up 
being from Hawaii too. That's mm. that's a crazy thing. So do we think that the catfisher actually knew knew him and were was trying like they were like pissed at him for some reason yeah. or another and they were like i'm gonna screw up with this dude's life and the way they found out who it was is because that girl one of the pictures that was on like manti teo's like uh or on the the fake girl's like facebook this woman this girl has only texted to one person in her whole life what yeah so like she sent this guy a picture they were talking or whatever sent this guy a picture that guy was that was the only time she ever sent that picture out mm-hmm. and that guy ended up being the one that catfished him Okay, wow. so you can't reverse image search that then or anything because it's just there. Yeah. That's only where it exists. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Crazy. Interesting that it was a dude that did it. Yeah, which is even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to dig into that. But yeah. Tail, does Tail <laughs> still plays? Does he? Who is he, who is he think, for? Is he on now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does because I feel I like that's why we brought him up. Yeah, yeah we I brought him up because we saw him. Like, wow, I, can't, wow. I forgot that he, you know, and then we remembered all this craziness that happened. Because he played, first he was on the Saints. I think he, he was on the Saints. Then he went, he went to the Chargers. Chargers. Was it the Dick Butkus Awards? I don't know where he is now, but he is playing somewhere. We'll find it. We'll find it for you guys. Yeah. We probably won't. Yeah. Just pretend we did. And then... Uh, he plays for the Colts. He, that could be, bro. No. <laughs> for the Colts. Well, okay, so we recapped the, the Super Bowl. Do Does anyone have any, like, opinions on, like... So, the two teams that played in the Super Bowl... You know, for the Bucks, how do they make it back, or how do they how do they run it back next year for the Chiefs? How do they kind of redeem themselves? You know, what are you know? Anyone have any yeah opinions I, on any so, of that? So for the Bucks, Bucks clearly they've just they just got better as the season went on. I, I believe that they haven't lost since they lost to the Chiefs earlier in the season. Is that right? Right, they started. They went. Out, they went like a win streak. Yeah, they did. Yeah, on, yeah. they went on and, a big win streak. And so they're only getting better. The, the two things I could see holding them back. Or if Tom Brady kind of takes a decline in his health or his ability, which it seems like he's he's pretty much just kind of staying the same, you know, he needs to be able to be consistent enough to keep him going. And if they can improve on their run game, if they can get like a really dynamic running back, then that gives them a whole nother dimension that teams have to game plan for, which they're already kind of tough enough to game plan for with their pass game. But if they add a run game to that, then I don't know if defenses can figure that out because the Bucks defense is first of all they're incredible they look they look super uh consistent and kind of like the def- kind of defense that um as well as you game plan for they could still just kind of send the house or uh put certain guys in coverage and stop you uh, but man i see the bucks if they add a run game and if brady stays okay i i, I don't see what's going to stop them um from running it back you think the bucks need to add a running back I think that if I feel they like did, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones is good. He can solid. suffice, yeah. And he's playoff Lenny in the playoffs can suffice. But, but he's he's a free agent, so you don't know where he's going to go. And especially if like with his performance, he might try to cash in on a bigger true. contract. Or so. him, him and AB both had the minimums this year. Yeah. So and they had some pretty, you know, AB okay, showed yeah. that he could play. He still. didn't play much. Yeah, but he could. He showed that he could play. Yeah. So he could ask for more. I think AB stays with Tom Brady. Yeah, I did. Too. It, I think, I would, it would make sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him going anywhere. But no. I think Godwin's a free agent too. Yeah, Godwin might go, and especially if they sign AB. Yeah, you never know because Mike Evans had told Bruce Arians that he will restructure his contract to, to keep, keep people. Yeah, he's like, I want to keep this team together, so yeah. I'll 
restructure. I don't know why more players don't do that. Smart. Because yeah. people are greedy. They're man. greedy. That's well, true. When they start playing with Tom Brady, that's what Tom Brady had Tom's done. Tom's like, for, I only win yeah. championships. This is the first time, I think, in his career he's been a top five paid quarterback. It's oh, crazy. yeah. Because he's always, yeah. he's always, always taking less. Always restructuring, always doing. And that's, that's with the Chiefs on this question. I honestly think the Chiefs has reached their height. And not to say they won't be back to Super Bowl. I think they will in the next, I don't know, in the next four years, I bet they're there twice. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be one of the best teams for a while. But I think that they've reached their dominance level. I don't, I don't, they really can't dominate more, right? So I think that they, with paying Patrick Mahomes uh, $45 million a year, like, that's something that Tom Brady's never done. He's never taken that money like that yeah. per year. Yeah. And so by by paying Patrick that much, like the NFL, man, you, it really hurts. Like if you don't have cap room to get those those guys like Sue bringing him in, like that helped out a lot. If you don't get the cap room to bring in, like that's why the Rams, when they're paying Goff's rookie deal, were able to bring in all those players and we got yeah. to the Super Bowl is because we could get Sue, we could get Peters, we could get, uh, which didn't really help us out, but we got him. You can get Tlaib. You can get those guys that start stacking uh, Eric Weddle, right? Mm-hmm. Like they started stacking that defense and they turned into like a pretty nice defense. Um, we got Andrew Whitworth. Like you need those key players. And I think the Chiefs aren't going to be able to pay those guys because of how much money they have in that key guy. Tyreek Hill is going to want money when he oh, needs yeah. it. Uh, Travis Kelsey is probably going to want some money when he needs it. Well, he already got a new contract. This and, offseason. And Chris Jones. So. Okay, so and that that even brings it up more. They they have so much money tied up in those dudes. Yeah, well, I, everyone was wondering how they had money in the first place to pay them because they had just re- give given Patrick Mahomes his deal, then Travis Kelsey, and then it comes out that Chris Jones gets this massive deal, and they're like, where are they pulling this it's, money? It's out the of? same thing the Rams did, and the Rams now have shipped away. Like well, in a couple of days, they signed like Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff to these like massive contracts. Now they've gotten rid of Gurley and Goff, partly because they needed money to sign these other, you know, to to yeah. to, to sign the Jalen Ramsey deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, man, it's when you when you're a high profile quarterback like that, dude. Take take Tom Brady as a a, a guy that that obviously is a uh, someone that you should structure your career after, right? Yeah, if, take, if, take if that's money, who you want to be, if you want to be the best, like you can't be eaten up. 30% of your your team's cap room or 25%. Which is my biggest criticism of Russell Wilson, too. He's over here complaining, I want to be protected. Well, stop, stop taking, taking 40% of the cap yeah. space. It's insane. No. You can't. I agree with that. And Tom Brady is the ultimate team player. You know, if you look at everyone who scored in the Super Bowl, Gronk, AB, Fournette, those are all. Fournette was the first call he got after he was released was from Tom Brady. It's the AB. guys he vouched for. Yeah, AB. Obviously, he's on there because of Brady and Gronk. That's without question. Because Gronk of Brady. was a Fox analyst last year, like, <laughs> which that was a that was a problem. That was yeah, not it really good. was. Yeah, it was almost, that's why he came almost back. as bad as Booger McFarland. <laughs> Dude, I would say almost as bad as Booger McFarland's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. Um, to jump back to like what I what I we think they need to do i think the chiefs you know whatever andy reed mr cheeseburger guru i think he like there's a there's a clear like formula on how to beat the chiefs i think the raiders kind of did it the bucks clearly did it but it's like i think the chiefs need to like 
learn how to like take time off the clock. Mm-hmm. So they need to actually run the ball. I mean, they have a decent running back. Like, and when they started running the, I mean, granted they were down by like three scores, but when they started running the ball, then all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes had like time to throw the ball and he wasn't sprinting for his life. And also guys weren't sprinting full speed at him. But anyways, so I think if they like ran, I think that would improve their offense and that would improve their defense in turn because now their defense is a little bit more rested, you know, that whole, that whole thing. But also Andy Reid had to have been just jacked up from that story from his son and everything that was happening with that. Let's go crazy. How do you coach again? I mean, they didn't make any adjustments. It It seemed like they just played their game, which like, does that go into it? Probably. Like, if your head coach head is somewhere else because you're a human being and your head's yeah. not like people are like, oh, he's a professional. He'll be on, the, dude. Your son may be in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah, like that is insane. Like, I don't know how he even coached that game. To be honest, like that mm. shows that he has a lot of you know respect for the game and respect for his team and stuff, and he wanted to be there for them. Um, I, I honestly wonder would it would it have been better for the Chiefs if he stayed away and like um, be enemy or whatever came in and and you know he he has great coaches uh, on his team that could have you know maybe had their head more in the game than him. Uh, we'll we'll never know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, and that whole story is so sad with you know his son getting in a car crash. I think he has been said that he was drunk. Yeah. Now so. Yeah. He told police that he, he had a couple of drinks and he had taken Adderall that day. Yeah. And or that night. now two kids are in pretty bad condition. I think one of them is getting better, but one of them is still in critical mm-hmm. condition. So, uh, yeah, depending on how all that turns out, it could be pretty, you know, he was a linebacker coach for the Chiefs as well. So, yeah. it you know, the whole Chiefs organization is going to be affected by it. Oh, yeah. And Andy Reid is a head coach, too. So. I don't know, man. Who who even knows? Maybe this is uh, th- obviously this is a huge like life change for somebody. Um, hopefully, he can keep coaching because I do like Andy Reid. Um, I think he's one of the best coaches, best minds in the game. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't. He has to make some family decisions too. Um, for his fam- for you know, for just his family, yeah. his good. So, who, yeah, knows, we'll see. who knows where that goes? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll probably be covering that. Uh, you know, this off season, covering stories like that. Um, just just keeping up with the uh, the lives of the coaches and players around the league, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, prayers are with them. Say a prayer for Andy Reid and his family. Nobody wants to be in that kind of situation. And for the the girls' family too. Yeah, they're Kansas City people, so they probably are Chiefs fans too. Sure. That just must be such a crazy thing to. I think I heard she's like five years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so hard. So pray for that family. Pray for the girl that she makes a miraculous recovery and. Uh, I did hear the Chiefs reached out to the family and said, you know, all like kind of they're going to take care of the expenses and stuff like that. So that's good. Um, yeah. At least they are doing that's, their part. Yeah, but, that's uh, cool. yeah. But anyways, to on a more enjoyable note, we uh, we actually got a new segment for you guys. Ooh. And uh, this is kind of kind of be, you know, we, we're not really sure where this podcast is going to go, but it's going to go kind of more so in this direction. You know, off, football season um, on the off season. Football has ended now. Sad. Sad day. This football uh, podcast started week one. Yeah, right after week one, right? Yeah, like week one happened and we started the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, this podcast doesn't know what it's like to be outside of football season. But what we do know is how to have fun. 
that we do (laughs) so we do so we're gonna still do that for you guys we're gonna you know figure out like different segments different stuff if you guys want to see us like do some stupid stuff or you know rap some more or whatever like Mm -hmm. let us know what you guys like to hear let us know you know we're gonna try to find uh just ways to make you guys laugh ways to make you guys think and ways to make you guys uh still keep in contact with the sports world so we might throw in a little you know uh if the u.s opens happening you know Mm. a little tennis Mm. I like tennis. A little golf. Some billiards. You know, just like <laughs> the good sports out there that we haven't had a chance to touch Yo, on. Curling. We should watch some curling. Curling. Oh, my goodness. Don't get me started with a little good curling sesh. That's a little too intense for me. I yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. If I could do one Winter Olympic sport besides hockey. Figure skating. Curling. You would be no. great at figure no. skating. <laughs> Doubles only. Okay. With another man. Blades of Glory. Blades yeah. of Glory. That'd be the only way I would do it. You and Ethan. That would be that'd be too hot. Yeah, that. Yeah. Speaking melt nope, the ice. Not speak, we we changed the name. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's still hot. It's still hot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We have a new segment for you guys. It's a hot one. It is called Tea Time. Hello and welcome to Tata Nation Tea Time. Welcome to Tutter Nation Tea Time. What this segment is going to be about, guys, is, you know, that you know, we're, we're trying to connect the, the cool lingo, you know. Give me the tea. Give me the tea. Give me the tea. Sipping tea. Uh, you know, uh, and tea is very hot, mm. right? Tea's hot. Or it could be sweet. Or it could be sweet. Sweet tea. Give me that sweet tea. Give me that uh-huh. hot tea. Give me that. Yeah. Uh, Boiling lava, your body's dead tea. Yep, yep. This is the kind of stuff that gets you up in Dirt the morning. Tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Got a little caffeine in it, right? So uh tea legit tastes like dirt. Can we just be honest like with sand. everything with everybody? Yeah. Like if I got a bunch of leaves and some mud and I put it in a cup with hot water, that's what that's it tastes tea, like. Actually. Yeah. That is tea. Yeah, I know. You just described tea. I know. Yeah. So uh <laughs> We'll uh, we'll never catch you sipping tea, listening and go back. <laughs> no. Never. Never. But basically, what we're trying to say is the America with coffee just totally destroyed all the, you know, Boston Tea Party was the last time anyone's should have drank tea. Basically. Britain sucks. Yeah. That was just a go America, Britain sucks take. Uh, but no, yeah. Ba- basically, with this segment, we are going to be talking about the hot takes in the league. Um, being on the offseason, it's going to be a lot of free agent stuff. It's going to be a lot of, uh, and, and it's kind of like who's on the hot seat, right? So, the first one I'm gonna bring up, and I w- I'm very interested in what y'all have to say about it because it has to do with your boy, Danger Russ, your boy, Mister Unlimited, your boy, Russ Danger Sierra's Field. husband. Yeah, um, that's, that's what we call him yeah. now. Sierra's <laughs> yeah. husband. And so, yikes! Walter Payton Man of the Year. Don't forget to throw that. One. That's a nice accomplishment. It's um, only accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there's been some rumblings. That. Mr. Unlimited. Yes. <laughs> he had some meetings with the front office of the Seahawks, uh, Schneider and Allen, right? And I think Pete Carroll was in there too. Yeah, the Allen family. I think it might be his wife, maybe. Okay. Yeah. A little genie bus, bus action. But she, uh, <laughs> she, yeah. Danger Russ, basically, Mr. Unlimited, he said that he wanted to be more involved with the front office. He said he wanted to be more involved of who they're hiring, of which direction their team's going and stuff like that. And they told him no, which is a power move. 
by the way, for like your main guy yeah. to be like, uh, no, that's not the he Seahawks way, which I respect the heck out of them because yeah, for a player to like come like I know Deshaun did that and and Texans were like, yeah, you can totally be part of this and then like just kept him out of everything. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> seems like a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where like as the front office, your job is to do front office stuff. As a player, your job is to do player stuff. So you can stick your nose all around in the front office mm-hmm. all you want, but at the end of the day, they're making decisions without your butt, and all you're gonna do is make a, a situation there that sucks. If if you get if you have that type of relationship, because Russ, you're not a GM, bro. You're not the owner. You're not the head coach. So there's gonna be decisions you're not a part of, and if you want them to make you a part of all the decisions, you're gonna get hurt. And I think that's kind of what's already happened. That's why I respect what the Seahawks did and said no, because what I would. What I thought might happen is, oh, of course, Russ. Yeah, of course. We love you, Russ. And then make decisions behind his back, and then he's going to flip out, right? So at least he knows up front he ain't part of this. Yeah. Um, but here's where it gets a little hotter. Here's where the tea comes in. It's steaming. It's steaming. Uh, it's brewing right now. The tea is yep. just steeping, if you will. Uh, Cesspool. Yeah. Uh, Russ was asked um, if he's going to be a Seahawk for life. And Russ said, I don't know. That's up to the Seahawks. So to me, what that says, knowing like if he said that and I didn't know what happened behind the scenes, um, I would think that that means, I don't know, like I play for the Seahawks and if they want to keep me around, sure. But knowing what I know, I think what that actually means is a little jab at the Seahawks saying, I don't know. Are you going to be, let me be a part of the front office? Yeah. You know what I mean? So what do you guys okay. what, what do you guys think about So that? here's the thing. I'm going to open up. So if you guys don't know already, Troy, Ethan, are Rams fans, me, Micah here, Seahawks fans. I'm going to give kind of an Michelangelo. Emotion, yeah, Michelangelo. Yeah. I'm going to give kind of an emotional response. Micah is uh, way better at facts and uh, and logic and he knows probably a lot more than I do. So I'm going to let him give give the side of of, you know, logistically and some of his emotion, but I am Oh, I'm ticked. So I came here this morning to the Goat Coffee Bar Recording Studios, yes. and uh, first thing I hear from Troy is is reminding me of these trade rumors, <laughs> and I'm so quick to brush him off. A, you know, because because A, I've heard this before. You know, I heard that the Browns are trying to get him back whenever they had the first the first overall pick, and you know, uh, whenever that was. So and, and that nothing came of that. Uh, so I brush it off because I've heard rumors before, and I brush it off. Number two, uh, B, because. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that reality. I don't want to deal with that. So immediately when I got inside, I started researching it, um, and yeah, everything Troy said is. Uh, it, it looks like that's that's kind of what's been happening. Um, I still don't think Russ is going anywhere, um, but I'm ticked off. I'm ticked off at the Seahawks, and I'm ticked off at Russ uh, for different reasons. I'm ticked off at the Seahawks because, um, well, first of all, I do kind of agree with you, Troy. I think that it's good that they, you know, are able to to be like. You know, hey, this is this is what we do. This is what you do. Let's keep it that way. But at the same time, Russ is the best part about the Seahawks. He's the thing that's been working for us. Like, kind of like, if you're the Seahawks, bend a little bit. Like, I'd say bend a little bit. Try to work with him without just saying no. You're not doing this. Be like, yo, you can pick. Like, you want Chick Fil A in the stadium? Like, we, <laughs> like we can do that for you, Russ. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even yeah, just just talking to him, being like. Hey, you know, like, tell tell us what your vision is. You know, at least we'll take into consideration. Just at least show you're trying to keep the only thing that's consistently working about your team besides maybe Bobby Wagner. And on the other side, I'm ticked off at Russ because, okay, if you say you want more protection, if you say you want to be a part of the decisions, you know, kind of show that 
in, in, in your contract negotiation, don't be always, you know, looking for more pay. He was the highest paid QB at one point. Disgusting. And and Russ, just like obviously the city loves you. It's been so good to you. You love the city. You're so involved. You don't need to be making a scene like this. I mean, I get I get that if you want to be more involved, I get that. I think there's better ways to go about it. But I'm sitting here ticked off. Like the best the only way I see this working out in the end is if, you know, the Seahawks, you know, get Russ involved a little bit. And Russ is like, I was never planning on leaving. I just kind of said that because I wanted to be more involved. You know, I I, I love a city. I never want to leave. You know, that's the only way I see it so working out. you think out. it needs to be a, a double-sided, uh, a, both sides need to give a little. Yeah, both sides need to give a little bit. Because this is what it's like for me. It's like watching my parents mm. plan for divorce Jeez. right now. Because that's tough. It's, it's hard. How do you take sides in that with like... Yeah, you're gonna go with mom or dad. It's like no, it's like you guys are both. Mom. You guys are both wrong. If, if either if either one of you guys is considering splitting up, you guys are both wrong. So you're gonna go with mom. That's Russ. Oh, Ru- Russ. Yeah, Russ is it's definitely mom. Russ is definitely a mom. Yeah, Russ, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a mom. Uh, yeah, and so I, I'm just. It, you guys need to come together. I'm ticked off at both sides. Um, Start making that sweet, sweet love again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you are you telling me that Pete Carroll? Can coach a team without Russell Wilson? I don't think so. I don't Oof. think so anymore. I think he'll chew down at a faster Liner, rate. What? I said tell that to Matt Liner. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Liner. Oh man. Uh, what actually what happened to him after the after the Cardinals? Nothing. He, he is sucked. a commentator. Yeah. On good morning football. Not good morning football. It's whatever game day, college game day. He's one of the guys. Him and Reggie Bush. Yep. Okay. Interesting. They they sometimes QBs can can have a good career in that. Like I like that. Um and Brady Quinn. Remember Ponder. Brady Quinn? Oh, Brady Quinn. I kind of do. That dude was trash. Dude, like some, he was so good in college. Some okay but quarterbacks we all knew he was have, been, trash. Yeah. have been okay at that. <laughs> there, there's guys that are good in college. Yeah, there, there's guys that you, you see in college and you're like, you're good in college, but we know you're not going to be good in, in the NFL. Yeah. Tim Tebow. Mm, we want, but everyone wanted <laughs> well, him yeah, to be good. That's yeah. the thing. Everyone was rooting for How about, him. It was always uh, old boy he, from uh, Georgia. From? Jake from he's not that good. Oh, I love team Jake from. He's on the, uh, the Bills. He's accurate. That's pretty much the only thing he has. He's on the Bills, him. except for like Matt. Um, what's his name? Oh, oh yeah, Barkley. Barkley. Barkley would go in instead of him. So well, how good can you be if Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley's got a better arm. <laughs> from has no strength. Barkley is trash. He is. Yeah. He should have came out of college his junior year and not waited another mm-hmm. year. He would have made more money. Dude, yeah. one of the best quarterback names of all time though, John David Booty. That is good. Yeah, yeah. Sucks I don't know at football, but don't like, know how he got drafted at all. He was not good in college. But that name is the name. Yeah, it was. It's it like was. Uh, Bud Dupree. Like even if he's Ooh, not good, yeah, that name is just. Hey, he, he played like, well this year, though. John, oh no, no. He, he really I'm well. saying even if he was bad. Oh, gotta gotta. John with D- that name, yeah. he goes. John yeah. David Booty like belonged on Friday Night Lights. Yes, Coach Taylor. Yes, <laughs> he would have made it. All the way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I want to hear what Micah has to say about this. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't there, even talked to him about this yet. So, Oh, man. Um, I'm, I probably lean more on the side of the, like, the Seahawks. Yeah, even. daddy. It, it's daddy's boy. Daddy's yeah. boy over here. <laughs> um, daddy. I think Hi, daddy. I wish oh. Russ would, would give a little in his contracts, like talks. But I, I think the, the bigger, like, the Seahawks organization and coaching specifically, I think is the biggest problem. And I mm. think this next season is going to be the biggest factor on whether Russ is at, not a Seahawk. If he did, like goes to a different team, if he's traded or anything like that, 
because it's constantly like offensive coordinator is the problem. Offensive coordinator is the problem. They have like a five-week stretch where they're super explosive. They're dropping 35 points every single game. And then they lay an egg in the playoffs or, you know, something like that. It's like what happened to their offense? I'm telling you, man, logical guy over here. But that's the thing, though, is uh, what's his name? Pete Carroll isn't a slinger. Exactly. And I think that is what's going to happen here is what this next season where we have a brand new offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Waldron from the Rams, who's Hello. a more like creative run guy, but then also a lot of play action pass and stuff like that. It's going to turn into that. Exactly. So nice. I think what's going to happen is if the Seahawks have a lot of success, then it was kind of just came down to, okay, Schottenheimer was the problem. And that's really what it was. And he just couldn't dial up any creative plays. His he had, dad just died. Marty Schottenheimer, 77 years old. That's terrible. Great coach. What a dick move. Michael His dad just died, bro. <laughs> he was a Chargers legend. Painted the 17th chapel, and you think you can just say Chargers whatever you want? Chargers legend. Yeah, he, he coached Ladanian Thompson, <laughs> uh, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. For a then second. he went. Then he went to. Uh, he went to the Saints though, and coached Drew Brees again. Oh, did he? Yeah, Marty, bro. You're a, you're a jerk. All right, Michael all Angela. respect to him, but that doesn't determine his coaching ability. All right. No, so I think that if. They have a lot of success. Let's say they like go make it to the Super Bowl this year, which I don't think they will. But theoretically, right? Maybe their offense with the new offensive coordinator is super explosive. If and they I, if they move to the AFC, they could probably go. I I don't even think if they move to the AFC. They well, I'm just go. saying the Rams are going to go. So. Oh, yeah. okay, got it. That's what you meant by that. <laughs> okay. Um, but no. But if they lay an egg this year again, I think it's going to be. Who's out, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson? Because one of them going. One of them is going. They can't be together. And I personally think Pete sh- should go. But yeah, I agree. I agree with that. If you look First at the, the, between yeah. the two, look at Brady Belichick, who should have went. Belichick yeah. apparently, apparently. I mean, I st- I still think Belichick is a great Patriots team's pretty bad in general. But uh, but why? Okay, they finished seven and nine, which not great, but better than you expect. Below from- five hundred. Yeah, below 500. But, but but here's the thing. Better than you expect from a team that has been going to the deep in the playoffs and the Super Bowl but, every year. No, 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 no. Losing one player, gaining a former MVP from a couple seasons ago, mind mm. you. But they also he's had the most. They yeah, also, but he's a former MVP. Former MVPs don't forget to play football. He can't yeah. throw, though. He can't throw. I don't know what happened. I think he, when he went vegan, his all of his arm Tom strength. Tom Brady throws. Accurately, pass, accurately, but they were trying to make him throw deep. If he has a bad shoulder, Tom Brady on the Patriots would throw five yard, five yard That's routes. True. Like they could have done the exact same thing. They started running. They started doing like the the team that that they had was the same. Te- like that defense was basically the same defense. The, okay, the only thing I have to say about that is the fact Patrick that Chung sat out this year. They had the most people opt out out of any team this season. Patrick Chung. <laughs> I said it. Also I along their offensive line, that they also had Sony Michelle opt out as well, and he sucks. Was, they use like but seventeen running okay, backs this season. Is, <laughs> yeah, Rex, you, are you going to talk about sexy Come Rexy on. like he ain't that good? <laughs> sexy Rexy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because that's what, especially when they played the Rams, that entire playoff series that that's the team they were turning into was a run heavy team. They had a lot of running backs. They're like, all right, we're just going to play defense and run the ball. So when you have so many people opt out along with your running backs and then you get a guy who can't throw, then, you know, I expected them to be like a top three pick. So better than what I expected is what they turned out. Well, all I'm saying is the great coaches 
And maybe maybe Belichick's what he had that shows how great he is. That yeah. they were seven nine. Maybe that's true. Maybe the team is way worse than I think it is. But like what from my perspective, the team hasn't changed much from when Brady was there. And they were winning the AFC East every year. Yeah. And winning Super Bowls. Tom Brady but is pretty good. Matt Patricia's back. So maybe next year, you know, rocket science and stuff like that's maybe, happening back then. Maybe maybe Kraft's like, hey, I know Belly's gonna be leaving here pretty soon. Patricia, come back for a season or two and then you're gonna take over. Bro, I don't know if you give Patricia the keys to the car again. Oh my gosh, no. What he did in Detroit was just I um, think what's his name? Uh offensive coordinator. Uh Daniel? No. Daniels. Daniels, yeah. He's gonna take the keys. Because he tried to go to the Colts, and then the Colts mm-hmm. ended up hiring Frank Wright because he backed out. They offered him the job. Yeah. Who was the uh, the? Uh, I think he was the defensive coordinator, and then he ended up going to Miami. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. The best. Yeah. That that's that's looking promising for them, dude. They, and that's the team, bro. Miami's and, the team that might take Russ. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, hearing all Another thing to point out about that is the fact that Miami's defense was really, really good, and mm. so was it really just Brian Flores the entire time with Belichick, and everyone was saying, "Oh, Belichick's the defensive mastermind." You know, I you, mean, Belichick has been doing stuff for the last two decades. No, I know, I know he yeah. has, but I'm just saying, like recently, their defense was top five for the past like five years. So. You don't really, you can't really tell. And I think he groomed Flores. I think that show by Flores being so good, and Matt That's Patricia true. when he ran the defense, they were really good. I think those guys are seeing that, like, okay, Belichick is, you know, great at least making coaches. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. But oh, sorry, that was like a burp and a talk and a. <laughs> yeah, my apologies for that. Uh, <laughs> hopefully your ears aren't bleeding too much. Um, okay, the T. Was that? Are we have any more tea? Anyone else got tea? I don't know if I got any more tea. I just want to say, if the Dolphins try to make a move, they better try to give like three first round picks, Xavier mm. Howard, mm. Tua, and like yeah. stop. What is this guy? And like I bet. Five That's other insane. Picks. What you just said's insane. <laughs> you hold Saving Russ Howard. at a very high level. You gotta. What you would get for him is probably the number three pick this year. They have the number three pick. If they traded him this year. If they traded him this year, you would get the number three pick, Tua. Um, possibly they have three first round picks this year. Yeah, they do. So they possibly one more, them, yeah. one more of first round pick this year. If the and then honestly, as the Seahawks, if Russ is going to leave next year anyway, getting Tua and two first rounders is a, probably a super nice thing to do. Well, how many? How many pick? Let me. How many? How many he first rounders? How many first rounders did the two. Uh, two. the uh, who was it? Jacksonville get for three for Ramsey two. Two? Two. Sure. Yeah. It was two first and like a fifth or something. Oh, yeah. That's the, same, then, that's the same we gave up for Jamal. Yeah. Which I think Russ's value is higher than Jamal. Oh, yeah, but Stafford, we just gave two and Goff for Stafford. Yeah. The only reason we threw, I guess, uh, this is what I heard too. This is a little tea for you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, uh, the 49ers were like inches away from inking a deal with Stafford and the, and the Lions to get that trade. Interesting. They The Rams... They got called from the Lions and said, hey, we're going to go with the 49ers deal because we like their draft pick better, right? Yeah. So the Rams are like, all right, fine. I guess the original deal was one first rounder, Goff, 
and a third rounder. And then the new deal that they inked was the two first rounders, Goff and a fifth rounder. So they ended up keeping a third, giving them a fifth and giving them another first just to take them away from San Fran, which I'm like, dude, that's baller. Cause mm. if he went to San Fran, that would really suck for we us. We all hate San Fran. Yes, Speaking of yeah. San Fran, there's some tea with them too. Rosen, Josh Rosen. I don't know if that's tea or just like that's I mean, real it's, murky, it, muddy, it's luke, tea. It's lukewarm tea. I saw a, a, a post and it was talking about how they could potentially package one or two first round picks along with Nick Bosa to try to get Deshaun Watson, which that would be scary. Even them giving up Nick Bosa, I would. I'm happy. That would make the NFC West like you would be happy room. with Deshaun Watson going to the 49ers if they give Nick Bosa, yeah. But their entire like team that would make them oh man if they gave up be tough two first round picks nick bosa for deshaun watson for deshaun watson they're gonna have to pay deshaun a buttload of money well he he already he, has he yeah already that's has the a thing contract. With, so with deshaun watson here's a little tea for deshaun watson okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of flavors of tea yeah um <laughs> with deshaun watson i don't really understand the whole deshaun watson thing and let me tell you why what the heck happened? It, it, like, what <laughs> happened in that whole organ? Like, the Texas organization must be just butthole because didn't someone just step down or like quit? Yeah, there was like, like a, yeah, a big, a big time front GM. office. Yeah, well, well, Bill O'Brien was well, the head coach, and he's the GM. worst person to ever exist. But in here's front the office. thing: Here, I just, I just want to bring this up real quick. Deshaun Watson signed a four-year. Deal in September of 2020. September. Hmm. You know who's the head coach and the GM? Bill O'Brien. Do you know who was gone from their team at that time? Hoppy. Hopkins. So everyone now, hindsight's like, well, they, you know, they got rid of Hopkins. They got rid of, and Bill O'Brien was horrible. And they got a new GM and they didn't let him. Like, dude, he knew all of that and he signed a four year deal with them. I'm just like thinking in my head, like, dude, you signed the contract. You knew what your team looked like. You knew everything about it. You don't have horrible receivers. You have Brandon Cooks. You have uh, Fuller. Fuller. You have Stills. Like, you don't have bad receivers. You don't really have a bad team. You might have been badly coached. But now you're forcing your way out of there and and trying to force their hand when they have you by the nuts. Like, (laughs) they literally... I got a rubber band around them. Yeah, they have this man for four years. They don't have to... And... And he had a no trade clause in there. They don't have to trade him if he, like at all. The heck? But isn't the clause also mean that's, like he, that's for him? He no no no. He had a double sided no trade clause. They wanted one too. Oh, interesting. He had one, and they had one. He said, "You can't trade me unless you you know I get to pick where I go." And on their side, they said like, "You can't try to force your way out." And then he is. They prenupped it. Man. They prenupped him. So I'm just got like, him. bro, the yeah. heck? Well, they have the upper hand because if he just they refuses do. to play, then they can just void his contract. Cool, bro. It's like, all right, we don't have to pay you if you're no. not playing. No. So we just save money, actually. Sick. Yeah. You Maybe they're hoping play? for that. Huh? Maybe they're hoping for that. In your freaking prime of your life? Sick. Deshaun? Nice. That'll look really great for other teams, too. Like, literally, you're showing yourself as a guy who's going to sit out and all your teammates, you don't care? The heck? Sitting out never turns out well. No. Oh, it, for Aaron Donald it did. That's true. But he only sat out like in the preseason. But he's also better than everyone in the world. Yeah. yeah. You guys like how the uh, Lions' first trade offer was 
asking for Aaron Donald straight up. Are they idiots? <laughs> no, hey, you got to respect them. Yeah, I mean, you got to respect maybe. them. Like, were... you, you give a call and you're like, look, we'll give you Stafford straight up. Give us Aaron Donald. The Rams were like, uh, no, it's, you're stupid, it's... but you got to respect their at least asking. Like, the only thing they can say is no. Like, is there any player package? No. That you would take? <laughs> I. 10 Maybe. years of first round picks. No, no I didn't know. I would take no this. Way. I would take this. No amount of draft. Chris capital. Jones and Patrick Mahomes. I would do it. For Aaron Donald. I would do it. Patrick Mahomes by himself. He's the best quarterback. I don't think I'd do it. Yeah. Because you're sw- you're switching a great quarterback within your your defense is obviously going to go down. Yeah. We saw that. If you yeah. can get another highly effective D lineman on there, like Chris Jones. Maybe. Well, it's, just, it's so tough because Donald is guaranteed productivity every time. Every, every Even time. when he doesn't have a stat. Yeah. Like, he's you, eating you up can, three blocks. Yeah. So. You, you know. Then Floyd goes off. You know Floyd what I mean? Floyd like, sacks Russ 30 times in one season. Last that. season, uh, Dante Fowler freaking went off. And he got paid. Got paid. Sucks. Yeah. Floyd before, sucked. He's going to suck when he leaves. Don't leave. <laughs> he probably will, though. And I then we'll find someone I else. I hope he does. We're, the Rams are really good at getting free agents. That's why I don't really care about the the first round picks. Everyone's talking about the first round picks being gone. I don't really care because the Rams and free agents were really good. The Rams in drafting late were actually really good. Cooper Cup, ring any bells? Nope, boom. Nope, boom. Fuller, mm-hmm. ring Dude. any bells? Dude, Fuller was a sixth round pick. John Johnson, Taylor Rapp, ring any bells? He's pretty good. Oh, Cam Akers? Hello? Ring any bells? Second round pick. Talk about talk about our late picks once in a while, freaking talking heads, you idiots. Hey, Seahawks, uh, <laughs> Damian Lewis, Henderson. right guard, the only good draft pick they had last year. And that was t- turned out really well. So Best rookie guard. Yeah. Van Jefferson. Pick. Also good. Good. Fifth, Maybe, you know, round. needs to play more. Yeah, I think it was a uh, third. Third. Yeah. So, hey, I like our team. I don't know how we got on the ramp somehow, but uh, I, that was the T. Popped in my head. That was the T. <laughs> it was the I don't know what we're Stafford talking about. Trade, trade, trade talk. Trade, oh, trade talk. talk. <laughs> From Rosen to Stafford. Oh, Rosen. All right. Um, we don't want to keep you guys too long. Uh, want to do a little motivational thing? Let's do it. A little motivation corner. What are we calling this? Troy's um, tickling tip. <laughs> Wait, yo. Uh, <laughs> can we say um, titillating? Yeah, can. <laughs> Troy's titillating tip. <laughs> Uh, tutters and alrighty then. Teddy tips. <laughs> <laughs> this week's Tutty tips brought to you by milk. <laughs> well, you know what? Our first episode, we just started talking, and then we decided the episode name. Yeah. So let's true. just start talking and see what comes. Okay. See what comes out. All right. Here's this week's motivation for you guys. I want you guys to to listen. To, you know, normally we're joking around, but this is actually some real talk and we're still going to joke around, but this is like, you know, some, some things that you can kind of take through your week and maybe make it better maybe make some good choices. Uh, this week, what I want to let you guys know is how important, how important the morning routine is, mm. right? Your morning routine as you're getting up, man, I started, uh, doing this just this last week. I've been like making some life changes, doing some stuff, trying to get my, uh, daily routine better. And so the morning routine is essential, man. I used to wake up like with my alarm and just start like 
flailing around the place, throwing on my clothes and like brushing Greatest my teeth freak all out ever. <laughs> but what you do in that situation is you just put yourself as this, uh, this, this piece, maybe like think of like a chess piece. You put yourself as a pawn in the world and mm-hmm. someone's just like playing that game. Now, oh my gosh, like I got to leave. I got to go. And now you're on the road. You didn't have time to make breakfast. You stop at McDonald's because you have to get something in you, you know, start your day off. And all of a sudden you're on a bad route. You were rushed in the morning. You had to go get some fatty foods. You had to fill yourself with all that stuff, right? Here's my, here's my little challenge for you guys. Wake up 10 minutes earlier than you normally do. If you normally wake up at seven, wake up at seven, six fifty. Normally wake up at six 30, wake up at six 20. Do the math. You know, you want me to do another one for you guys? I will. You normally wake up at six. 550. Wow. I'm a genius, baby. Wow. But here wow. It really helped me out there. Thank you. Tutter time? Tutter time? Tutter time? Could be. Tutter time? Tutter nation motivation. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. You like that? All right. So uh, that's that's the goal for this week for you guys. If you guys want to jump in on this with me, let's wake up. I normally wake up at 630. So let's wake up at 620. You know, 10 minutes earlier. Give yourself... A 10 minute sesh of like, if you read the Bible, read the Bible. If you, you know, get your stuff in order to think about, you know, if you want to do a little walk, go on a little walk. If you want to do a little workout, do a little workout. Just charge your crystals, charge your crystals, <laughs> get your, uh, get your little, uh, uh, what's it called? The oils, essential oils, yeah. put all those all over your body. Do you <laughs> think your whole body in oil, yeah. <laughs> olive oil, sense. do yeah. you canola oil, <laughs> do you, but do it. 10 minutes in the right in the morning and just, just have a good day man anything else guys no i like that man that was yeah. really that's a nice way to wrap it up yeah just have a good day man that was yeah. beautiful thank you yeah. thank you hey well we just want to thank michelangelo for coming on today we love you man Woo-hoo. and uh anytime you want to come on the pod you got some good knowledge this guy just real quick like we'll just be you know for the last couple of years we do know him he's my cousin but for the last couple <laughs> of years we'd be like Talking about football, and he was, dude, the freaking uh, Cincinnati Bengals, bro. You better watch out for them. They got like this guy as left tackle, this guy as right tackle, this guy. And I'm just like sitting there, like, why do you know so much about Cincinnati Bengals offensive line? Um, I really but, hope that wasn't like an actual like remembrance of what I said because that, that's a terrible take. Then <laughs> it was a terrible take at the time, and it still is now. But oh, okay, got you it. You were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and their offensive line. You were trying to throw that they had this like sick team. It, they had Andrew Whitworth, which then came to the Rams. So. Uh, but yeah, man, no, I, I just yeah, you have some good football knowledge. You got some weird little thank uh, you little takes here and there but yeah you know maybe the Bengals will be good one day yeah no he'll he's the kind of he's he knows the kind of things where it's like it's like man man ryan Tannehill never loses if he plays a game the day after his birthday yeah. oh okay <laughs> yeah that's the so he's espn yeah exactly <laughs> so he watches a lot of espn weird facts. ESPN, man. but he also knows like he could give you the numbers of all those games like how Yo, many yards he threw for too if stafford plays thursday after a monday bro <laughs> He had all that time, bro. He's going to really get it going. Yeah. If the wind's blowing under 12 knots, <laughs> boom. He has a perfect completion percentage every time. He's got a stat. Knot, that's He's a got fast a... win, bro. He's our stats <laughs> yeah, guy. He's pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Hey, we are Tutter Nation. We love you guys. Follow us on Twitter. We're not, we don't have a Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Follow us a, anyways on review. Twitter. Leave a review on our Apple Pocket. That's what we need the most. Reviews, downloads. We just reached a thousand downloads, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah thanks yeah. guys. That was awesome. So that's awesome for you guys. 
um keep it up keep listening and if you like this show if you like it just give us give us a shout out and share with your friends share us up and uh yeah we are Tutter nation we out